I think, I could be wrong, but I think we might be some of the best people to get this information from. You can Where's always... horn to toot? I'm going to toot it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Couch. Bing! Slouches. Strong, fun, and strong. Today, uh, you know, this is kind of one we've been wanting to do for a while now, and uh, luckily we waited. <laughs> it was smart. It was smart. Inadvertently to... smart on yeah, our part. Yeah, inadvertently smart. See? Because uh, of course... Laces, procrastination pays off, Dan. Yeah. Courses changed a little bit since uh -huh. when they first released them, but today we're going to be talking about the Ironman Memphis 70.3 race course. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think we might be some of the best people to get this information from. You can Where's always... horn to toot? I'm going to toot it. <laughs> I mean, largely because we've ridden these roads and run these paths uh well i mean i haven't run the paths very much but i've ridden the paths i've i've done the numerous times entire course multiple times this is kind of our training ground uh, uh, and i mean they couldn't have chosen like like a route that was you know we i mean i literally ride the, this route almost every weekend yep so it's uh you know you can always get your your information from the dude who rolls around on Google Earth and and is now the expert on the course. But uh, I will say we because we both do not like how Iron Man does their own little imagery. I hate it. Very not usable. So we went ahead and put together on Rabbit GPS uh, both routes, and we'll dive into this a little bit. But uh, it 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 is claiming on the bike that the steepest grade. Is two point three percent? Not true. Not true. All right. Not true. But we'll get, get into, into it. it. I'm Coach Dale Sanford. And I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last eleven years. Through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, or all upon that Instagram at BPC Performance, and you will not find us on Snapchat. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we have any shout outs? Shout outs. I'd like to give a shout out. I got, I'll do one quick shout out real quick. Yeah, go for I it. I got, uh, uh, I don't know if you can zoom in on my hat here. How fancy are you? There right? you go. Uh, uh, shout out to 901 for a good cause last, uh, oh, last yeah. month. And again, getting fired back up next month for July. Um, it was a little friendly, friendly competition, donation based all for, uh, for a good cause, for uh, all the money that went towards it went towards um, local like foundations and stuff. So uh, it was you know Strava segments, yeah, and uh, it was a fun thing. So I'm wearing the cap, and yeah, I got my my crown, my black crown. Yeah, we appreciate those guys uh, kind of putting something out there to keep everybody yep. motivated and at least getting the a little race feel, exactly. some feels. Get some competition. Yeah. I love competition. For sure. Um, I'll give a shout out to, to anybody and everyone who is still like, ha has like keeping hope out for the season mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, training. There are some events happening right now. Yep. So uh, that is awesome to see. There's, there's actually, there was a, a sprint try. Last week in the state of Tennessee, I think there's another one this weekend in the state, or the 20th, sorry, the 20th in the state of Tennessee. And then, um, you know, uh, 70.3 Lubbock is supposed to happen this weekend, and uh, we're hopeful, or not this weekend, it's this month, but uh, we're hopeful that it goes really, really well. Mm -hmm. And because uh, I think a lot of the other cities who are, who are having events are all eyes on Lubbock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. 
we're, we're hopeful. So everyone who's continuing to press and improve and, and uh, put in the work, uh, shout out. Yeah. I mean, the alternative is you do nothing. And yeah. in a few months, you're going to be like, why in the heck did I do that? So. I keep saying worst case scenario is if every event this year gets canceled, worst case scenario is you spent one heck of a year like improving very specific things yeah. that you were not good at. And I, I actually need to give a shout out to all the people who were diligent in doing the dry land training that we've put in on their, uh, their triathlon programs, because oh. as of now, uh, there have been no less than, and I haven't had everybody test yet. So, um, I've had at least six people now who have demolished their previous time trial times and haven't swam in three months. There we go. They got in the water and not, and killed their, their time trial time, uh, and haven't swam in three months. And, Excellent. But they were like super diligent about getting all the dry land training. In. Yep. So it's paid off. So, um, so let's kind of like break into this, I guess, I guess first we need to, uh, real quick, just talk about our 70.3 training group. Yep. And it's something that we put together. These, some of these folks have been going since January. Uh, the, the new folks, like some of these people have never done a triathlon and this race coming to our town has inspired them to jump in. So, mm-hmm. Uh, some have been going since January, but, um, we are kind of now in the second phase. Yep. So May was kind of like the first build up, And then now we're going to kind of go and we're building up officially for the 70.3 at this point. Yep. Um, so if you're someone who's been sort of doing your training, but are realizing yeah. this weekend is 16 weeks. Yeah. Uh, now would be an awesome time. Not to ensue panic. To jump in. <laughs> but uh, we are approaching that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get on the train or uh, risk injury yeah. or just don't make it to the start line type exactly. of thing. Exactly. So if you're interested in that, it's a, it's an online group. So it's you can be anywhere. Uh, but we are going to be doing some local things for the group as well. Yep. Getting close to the race, we'll be doing uh, ride and run, recon, uh, and stuff like that. Yep. About four to six weeks out or so. But if you're interested in that, you can go to buildpcompete.com slash I-M-M-E-M. There you go. I'm Mim. I'm Mim. I'm Mim. <clears throat> All right. So everyone is here today to learn about the course. The courses. So we can't... We can't talk about the course without talking about the city. City. So the city of Memphis is extremely excited to have this this event here. I know the entire triathlon community in the Mid-South in general is ecstatic to have this race here. Uh, it's been a long time coming. I think people have been trying to push uh, Ironman to come to Memphis for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a huge thing for us. So... I don't, I don't foresee there being a lack of volunteers. Uh, you know, everyone's scared about that with the whole pandemic thing going on. But we have a massive community between triathlon, cycling, running, uh, just endurance sports in general. There's a massive community here. Literally thousands. Yeah, thousands of people. So that is, that is not, a, a, not a worry at all. But the city itself, uh, if you've not been here, has a lot of really awesome things going on. Uh, we've gone from probably one of the least healthiest cities in America uh, to uh, like having uh, some of the most uh, impressive bike infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, of any city in the country, and you know, and that, and we're talking rivaling cities like uh, Madison and Portland and and these cities that have put so much into cycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of people here that have done a lot of work to, to make the city more bike friendly. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, like when I'm, when we both moved here in 07, it was ranked top four worst places yep. to be a cyclist. And now it's one of the rank, what last year, the year before was ranked one of the top places. Yeah. For, we uh, actually made the list, which is impressive. Putting infrastructure in place, uh, to make it a bike friendly place. So well, there's, there's at this point now, what over 400 miles of bike lanes and paths and stuff like that in the city. 
uh, and they're still building them. Mm -hmm. So uh, it is an amazing place for for cycling in general. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as far as the the city and, you know, for those of you bringing people into the town, uh, there is no shortage of restaurants, entertainment, uh, you know. You like the blues? <laughs> blues music, live music period is all over the place. Um, you know, it, like there's probably more barbecue restaurants per capita. <laughs> it's got to be up there. In the city. It's like 100, what, 110, 140, something like that. Like barbecue restaurants in the city of Memphis. I would say just on one street. It, yeah. <laughs> And some of the best barbecue tofu. Uh, shout out RP Tracks. Got a shout out. Uh-huh. So there, there are options for everyone mm-hmm. uh, around here. And, you know, like I said, we, we do have some of the best restaurants uh, of any city I've been to. Yep. Um, you know, as far as uh, entertainment goes, there's tons of stuff to do around town. But, I mean, let's face it, Shelby Farms is like the number one place to go to like for some entertainment with your kids, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just being outside. I was going to say, if you like being outdoors, which typically people who are triathletes uh, enjoy the outdoors, right? Shelby farms is an amazing resource for that. Yeah. Between the zip line stuff that you got and uh, that, I mean, that kid park, massive playground is amazing. I don't know if the kid parks open yet, but um, massive playground splash pad, Boats, uh, boat rentals, yeah, uh, boarding, like, yeah, canoeing, kayaking, riding, fishing, couple of restaurants, yep, out there. I mean, it is, and and that it's it's like forty five hundred acres, forty five hundred, yeah, one of the largest in the nation. Yeah, one it's kind of it's kind of tucked in between like Memphis proper, and as you start getting more into like the suburb style areas of yeah. Memphis, it's like right. It's just outside the the loop, whatever you want to call it, like whatever you want to describe the, the loop. loop. Yeah, it's right outside the loop. Um, so yeah, you're you're kind of like on the border of uh, Memphis, Cordova, Germantown. Yep. So, you, so the race course itself is going to go through multiple cities and even out into uh, the far eastern part of Shelby County and into Fayette County uh, on the bike course. Can we call them boroughs? I don't know. They're... It's not much. It's not very burrowy. Uh, you get east, and it turns yeah. very r- rurally. Rurally, yeah. It's 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 country. It's pretty country. <clears throat> but um, but yeah. I mean, Shelby. I mean, as far as a venue goes, like I don't foresee like, and I've been to a ton of big races. I don't foresee a problem with parking. I don't foresee a problem with getting in and out of the park. You know, during the day, because um, there's multiple entrances and exits. There's plenty of place for them to park people, yep. um, you know, so it really couldn't be a better venue uh, yeah. for this, you know, to have everything so self-contained. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this this will be one uh, that draws a lot of attention, you know, as long as this first year goes well. Uh, it'll draw a lot of attention down the road just specifically because of how spectator and family friendly yeah. the venue is. I mean, that run course which we'll get into, there's going to be numerous opportunities to, oh, yeah. see, to see the athlete that you're coming to cheer on. Yeah, that's always like that's always like been one of the most annoying things about triathlon, especially for the family, mm-hmm. is you go to a race, especially long course, and they're out on the course, and you will like you won't see them for hours. Yeah. So you just so now as the person with maybe with kids or something, now it's like you're trying to kill two hours, three hours to like, until <laughs> you see them again. Yep. So the park will, will have, uh, have plenty of things for you to do. Um, but then again, like once they're on the run, uh, you'll, you'll be able to see them multiple times. And it's, it's, there's a lot of cut throughs where you can just go across, see them, go back across, see them. Yeah. Like there's, you know, it's really, really spectator friendly. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, Let's let's pull up a map real quick, and I just want to kind of give you guys a look. I know Bryant's got you. You know, if you're listening here, you probably you won't be able to see. But it's uh, gonna be tough. It's gonna be. Re- <laughs> I always say probably. 
You're you're not going to be able. <laughs> if you're only listening, I will pretty much guarantee you can't see what we're showing right now. So, <laughs> talk it out to him, Dale. Yeah. So all you're seeing right like here is the lake itself, and yep. so this is where the like the venue itself, the setup, the transition area, the start and the finish are all going to be right around the main lake uh, at Shelby Farms, and so r the transition area is actually going to be set up. Uh, in an area where we have another like really big event every year, uh, the ride to Fadan happens every year in October. Um, and so the area that has like that flat grass area is going to be most of where the transition area is going to be set up at the bottom, closest to the lake, there's a, an amphitheater. And so that's going to be great, a great area for, uh, you know, uh, awards and all that kind of stuff afterwards. But there's an amphitheater down there, and then the transition area will, will, unless they change it, will be set up in that grassy area kind of uh, above the amphitheater there. Um, again, plenty of room to move in and out. You know, I wouldn't worry about it being cluttered. Even if they have to space bikes out more than usual, there should be plenty of room down there to, yeah. to figure it out. Oh, sure. Um, the, the lake itself is i'm not sure how big how many acres the lake is but several years ago they basically tripled the size of the lake yeah. which is what makes it this it makes the lake big enough to do this race mm -hmm. in the in the lake so for all of you who are worried about uh the water uh don't be because this lake is really only gosh what how old is the lake it's like mm, five uh, years yeah five years maybe maybe uh, so the, when they rebuilt the lake, they dug the whole thing out. Uh, they got everything out of it. They dredged yep. it. I mean, it was a complete rebuild of this lake. So in fact, we could even show what that looked like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, on this GPS. if you go into the ride with GPS map and you zoom in too far, it'll actually show, it's actually still the, uh, the images from the rebuild the of out, the, yeah. uh, of the park. So they literally triple the size of the lake. So the water is clean. Uh, there's, you're not going to have to worry about snakes. It's plenty deep, but it does get shallower kind of toward the ends and obviously toward the shorelines. Uh, they've built certain sections where, um, they built certain sections where, um, it was meant to like drop in boats and canoes and kayaks. So it kind of drops off gradually. Um, but you, it does make a, uh, almost a perfect 1.2 mile loop, uh, you know, through the lake. So, uh, if you go back to the, the, uh, yeah, the Google map. So let's, let's, let's just talk about the swim course real quick. This should, this should go pretty quickly. Yeah, let's, um, uh, can you give me the elevation profile? On this yeah, one very, now? there's very little elevation, not much elevation gain on the swim course. Uh, <laughs> Although sometimes it may feel like you're swimming uh, downhill or uphill, the uh, the area I will say the lake down there it's in a bit of a it's in a bit of a bowl it's in a bit of a, a valley so uh, it does get windy down there so there so there could very well be uh, uh, some wind out on the lake that day um, but basically what you're gonna do is you're gonna start uh, you're gonna start down by this uh near the amphitheater yep so down in this this area yeah. here i'll kind of zoom in yeah you're going to start down by the amphitheater and then you're going to it's going to be a uh counterclockwise swim yeah so you're going to head to like the kind of the far uh end of the of the lake there and there'll be turn buoys they're going to set uh buoys out like, cause you see like the different little piers that they have on the, uh, there's different little piers on the, I would say what North side or whatever of the lake. Yeah. And you're going to have to stay away from those. So the, the, it's not going to be like a straight, like a rectangle. It's not going to be super straight lines, uh, to get along the swim course. So you're going to go toward the, the far, far end of the lake and then will be your main turn there. And then you're going to head back uh down the longest stretch of the lake that yeah. will be fairly straight uh brian if you zoom out um you'll kind of see there's some islands here yeah 
you're not going to go on the back side of those islands. You're going to stay inside of the island, <clears throat> and then you're going to shoot across to the very other far end of the lake, uh, kind of where the the restaurant and whatnot is. Uh, and then your other main turn, major turn, is going to be there, and then you're just heading back toward the uh, the amphitheater. So it is. Uh, they've made it and and marked it straight at 1.2 miles. So it's a single loop course, uh, which is awesome. Um, but it's pretty simple. It's just gonna. It's just not gonna be as straightforward of a swim as some, where you're just doing a rectangle mm-hmm. or a triangle or something like that. It's going to be a uh, little kind of bendy. Going to be some bends and then and then the tur- and then the main turns. But they will have you know the typical turn buoy, uh, sight buoy, and all that stuff out there. Um, but pretty pretty straightforward on the swim course. Yep. Your your uh, swim exit is going to be down there near the amphitheater, probably not right next to it, but near it. Um, and then you'll run into transition in that grass area, and then we'll kind of uh, we'll move ahead to the bike course because when they first came out with the bike course, they had it going north out of the park and yeah. then up Macon Road, and that initially concerned me because one. That road is really crappy, mm-hmm. really junky. Yeah, uh, running the yeah kind of backside here. Yeah, and two, that road was uh, forced you to cross Germantown Parkway, which is like one of the busiest roads in the area. And I didn't know how they were going to physically shut that road down. Yeah, for hours on end. Um, so I am super happy that they made the changes that they did with the with the the course. Because now we go, we go over Germantown Park. We don't have to go. And Walnut Grove is flatter. It's actually faster. So it took out some turns uh, and actually took out a little bit of elevation on the course. Because going out the north end of the park, you have to go up uh, a couple of little hills to mm-hmm. get out of the park itself. Mm-hmm. So it would have made for a really slow start. So now when you're going out of transition, uh, you actually, uh, you're going to go uh, out and then... Like you're you're getting right on Walnut Grove, uh, and then you're gonna head out east, uh, and that's fairly flat. It's you know there's nothing there's no real sharp no. hills nothing super steep there. It, it, it'll For feel the first yeah what four miles when you're getting close to Germantown Road it'll feel slightly up but you yep. the the chances are we'll just talk about this now chances are the wind's gonna be coming from the west. Yeah, southwest, west, south is typically. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are, are so this concerned about the here. wind, uh, you will probably have it at your back on the very first part of the bike. Um, so, you know, that means you will have it in your face. Subject to Mother Nature. Coming home. But yes, uh, we did have a day. <laughs> we had a day last week where somehow it felt like the wind was coming hard from the... Uh, from the east, which mm-hmm. was really weird, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, so you're go- So that first what? I can't so really. It's three see. miles to the first turn. Okay, so first three miles is there's not a whole lot to talk about. Not a lot. Uh, it's it's pretty flat. L- little hill through here, right before the turn. So you turn at the top of a hill, and then it gets a little rolling as yeah. you head north. Yeah, so you're gonna so you're taking this left on uh, what's called Walnut Bend, and so Walnut Bend has some some roll to it, mm-hmm. um, but you can it's enough up and down where you can carry speed over most of what the up is. Yep, um, for sure. You know, it's a two lane road. The roads are good through um, a neighborhood. This is all neighborhood right yeah. here. Yeah, going Walnut Bend is all. It's pretty much all neighborhood. You'll cross Trinity Road, so it is a Crossing Trinity is a is a four lane, f- four way stop, so they will have to have police there. Yeah. But it's not the most busy road in the world, so no. it shouldn't be too bad. Um, but once you cross that, you're kind of up into another neighborhood. It rolls up a little bit from there, mm-hmm. um, and then you are going to end up taking your next right turn onto Macon Road. And so, once you're onto Macon, it it does some zigging and zagging. But, um, it is pretty, it's pretty flat. I mean, yeah, there's not much to speak of. Yeah. Next. <laughs> where 
so fact, you got some net downhill that's happening. Uh, there, there is a section of Macon um, that so like where Bryant's got the cursor there. We'll just say there's there's a, a kind of a chicane turn on yep. on Macon. You're still on Macon. You stay on Macon, but there's a little bit of a chicane turn that um, it's really fun to hit pretty fast. Um, but I'm sure they'll have. Uh, they may have traffic, uh, you know, somebody watching traffic there just because sometimes people cut that that turn fairly close on the inside. Mm. But if you're railing it, you'll want to be on the inside of that turn anyway. So, and as a note, you do have some tracks. Yes. Before you get to that chicane. So yeah, I forgot. a small little section right here where there are some tracks to go over. So yeah. making sure you hit that. Not parallel with the tracks. Hit hit tracks perpendicular. Hit tracks perpendicular. They they're pretty good too. They're I've I've never had an issue with them yeah. going over them at speed. So um, they're they're pretty safe. So we're still heading out on Macon. Uh, again, it's flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll probably be hauling. Uh, you know, and that takes you all the way out to Macon is going to basically take you all the way out to. Um, 196 and so brian if you kind of scoot over yeah so you're going to start getting into some yeah some just soft rollers but yeah you bomb this all the way out to it's, 196 again here. again the chances are you'll have the wind at your back so what little roll there is on making for that long stretch you'll probably just carry speed over them mm-hmm. um they may slow you down a hair but i mean realistically that what is the mile marker all the way to all the way out to, to ninety six is right around sixteen. So you're sixteen miles in, and they're aside from maybe going up the stretch going up Walnut Bend, going north, is the only stretch Walnut that'll Bend's really slow rolly. you down. Yeah, and then this this little section here, you do you do run up towards a stop sign up here, which that right. is a little grind, but yeah, not super steep. Yep. So the the most notable stuff all comes after we call it Texas. Well, you go to the when you get on the Texas loop. Once you get on Texas over here, everything's bigger in Texas. If you if you look at the if you look at the maps, which again we'll post on our website, uh, the the far loop there looks kind of like Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as you turn north on one ninety six, that's pretty much where all the the rolling is going to start happening. Yeah. Uh, all the big hills are out here on 196, or sorry, after 196, uh, and then on this Texas loop. Mm-hmm. So, going as soon as you turn on 196, it's maybe a slight up for a minute. Briefly, yeah. Then you got a pretty decent down. Yeah, you go downhill, and then. So if you're looking at that profile right there, you got that nice little sort of. Yeah, it's fast. Downhill grade, yeah. Um, and then you'll hit probably one of the two biggest hills on the, on the bike course. Um, you're going to basically, you're just climbing up and over, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're climbing and this is one of those ones where Riley GPS says it's like 2%, but it's probably closer to what? Five. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll, it'll definitely zap your speed. Yeah, it'll slow you down. And it's long enough to where you're not going to like stand and hammer that whole thing to keep your speed up. It's yeah. one you're probably going to want to settle settle into a little bit more and not stress about speed dropping on that one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a solid what? I mean, even it's if you're showing hit- it at, what, starting at about 18.7 and running to, so it's three over three-tenths of a mile. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you know. Four-tenths of a mile. Easily, easily. A uh, uh, yeah, a, a one to two, you know, minute effort easily. Um, you know, keep in mind up to this point, like they're like, as far as I'm concerned, the roads have been, the roads are good. Uh, you know, most of the course has pretty good roads, I would say. Yeah. Um, or you can always find a smooth section, yeah. uh, on the, on the road you're on. So once you get over that first hill on 196 the bigger hill you're going to fly downhill it, you're it's like up and over so yep. you're going to be 
like bombing downhill and then you're going to take a right turn onto Canadaville Loop, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite roads yep. in all of the, the eastern routes here. Uh, but as soon as you turn onto Canadaville Loop, you are faced with the second largest hill on the course. Yep. Um, and so this one probably is maybe just slightly at the steepest, maybe slightly over 5%. Oh yeah, something definitely. like that. I'd say it's even more than that. I'd say you're in that seven, eight percent. Yeah, even. yeah, toward the toward the top, really. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of gets steeper as you go up, and it just kicks up once you get uh, closer to the top of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those hills that you can like you look at and you can see the top. Yep. You know. Yeah. Like, what you see is the end of the hill. Yeah, like oh. you see the top when you're when you're at the bottom. So it's not like it's gonna just you know tabletop and go up again. Um, so and that one is. Not, I wouldn't say it's quite as long. It's not, not as long. It's no. not as long as the first one. It's just a little bit steeper toward the top. Yep. So that's another one that you're gonna probably, you know, you're gonna have to expend some energy on. Uh, but because it's earlier in the course, I wouldn't smash it. No. Don't burn a match getting up and over this hill. The other reason is you do have a nice long, kind of gradual down drag after that. Mm-hmm. That is really fast. It, I mean, it's, you know, when we go out there on a group ride, I mean, this, this starts a oh, paint train. <laughs> so when we go out there on the, on a group ride, this is kind of starts one of our, uh, hot segments that we do quite a bit. Uh, you get up over the hill and then you fly down this long gradual drag. And so after like toward the end of the drag, there's a bend in the road that's pretty sharp uh oh yeah through that north side yeah so you get toward the bottom of it and you come to a hard right bend it's still the same road it just bends really hard to the right and on the corner of that uh there was a nice property for sale that (laughs) was for sale for about two and a half minutes um but this road like would you say that's something you'd ride an arrow or would you come out of arrow on that corner i wouldn't no yeah i would start i would start to the left of the road and then cut the inside out of it. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not so sharp that you want to necessarily come out, but you do, you can't just like start inside and end up inside. Yeah. You got to yeah, yeah. start out on the, on the uh, yellow line and then cut in. Yeah. Uh, Assuming you're comfortable riding in your arrow bars. Right. But it is something you can do arrow for yeah. sure. It's just a pretty sharp bend, but, um, that this road like we just put, put it out, this road has a ton of like massive houses on it yeah it's a very uh like it's a nice road because there's just they're just like million dollar houses everywhere yeah large open lots <clears throat> yeah, um you're pretty much country now you're you're sort of out in the country bigger lots yeah you're gonna start getting into much fewer homes so after that bend it's it rises just a slight amount and then it's flat uh, Canadaville Loop is pretty pretty flat uh, in the middle section there. Yeah, all through here, heading south. Um, and then you will hit this left turn onto Clay Pond. Um, I would say the only the only notable thing on Clay Pond there's a, a slight roll to it, but uh, I would say the the road itself turns to more chip seal. Um, it's maybe not as smooth of concrete uh, or blacktop. Uh, it turns a little bit of chip seal. And then it's the same for that pain road. Yeah. When you turn a right on pain, um, it's, you know, there's not a whole lot to it, but and I this think this whole section's kind of net, net uphill. You do have some, you know, ups and downs, but it's sort of net uphill after you turn on the clay pond until you get pretty much off of pain. Yeah. And pain, like once you're, you take that right, uh, onto pain, um, Pain will drop you back off onto Macon. Yeah. Um, you're just way further out in the, uh, well, you're actually in the next county at that point. Um, so, Pain will probably be, I think it's one of the only left turns, and maybe the only left turn. Well, we got left on 196. Oh, sorry. But... Yeah, left on 196 and then left on the Pain. So, they'll have, I'm sure they'll have somebody at Pain. Uh, and then left on Fisherville. W- like watching, watching traffic there. Um, but when you get out on Macon, uh, after 
you'll turn that left turn on to Macon, it gets rolly again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of one of those sections where if you're if the wind's at your back and you're carrying some speed, you can pretty much get up and over these. Yeah. They look way worse than they really are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just these first couple. Yeah. You've got a nice long downhill. I mean, this is a fast downhill that you've got not long after. Yeah. So I would push those first couple hills because you're going to get that recovery on that that downhill section. Yeah. I mean, they're really, like, honestly, there really isn't a, there's maybe one hill on the whole course that right after you get over it, there's not a significant downhill to recover from. And we'll get to that one here in just a little bit. But um, on the way out and making, yeah, these, these rollers, it's just going to be pretty consistent rollers. Now that we're like to the farthest uh, eastern part of the course, the cor- the the it's either going to be short flat sections or just roller after roller type thing. Mm-hmm. And again, if you if you carry speed, most of these you can pop over no problem. It actually is really fast. If you got wind at your back, yeah, or even wind helping you at all, you can roll those pretty well. Yeah, it's it's fairly fast. But they are enough to where if it's wind in the face, you're not going to be carrying momentum, and the length of those rollers are going to seem a lot longer. Yeah. There's not going to be much flow to it. So I would say it's actually better if we have the wind because coming back in is fewer rollers uh, if you have the wind in your in your face. Correct? I wouldn't want it in my face coming back. I don't want it in my face. <laughs> I'm just saying based on the, the course itself. I would I would be riding more conservative on the front half if you if you've got that tailwind. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Knowing that, because I mean, once you get onto uh, Raleigh Lagrange here, you've got a bunch of hills. Fisherville's yeah, tough. I mean, you got a lot of tough little hills once you get on this southern section. So let's break. So let's go back to to the turn here. So you're on Macon. You're yep. going over the rollers, and you're going to take a take a right hand turn onto. Uh, 194. 194, I guess is what's it also called? Chula Homer. Uh, Rossville Road. Oh, Rossville. So um, that stretch is, that's a super long stretch. Yeah. That's like one of the longer stretches where you're not going to have a turn. Uh, it looks like it it might turn, but it's just bends in the road. Yeah. So the, that whole like southern, southerly uh, stretch going south, southwest uh, at the far end of the course, that's all one long stretch. Uh, that rolls quite a bit. Yeah, and net and up, kind it, of the net yeah. uphill rollers. You're gonna so like that section. Um, I, I you know again be a little bit conservative on it because uh, there are still plenty of rollers to come, yeah. including one longer hill. Yeah. Um, but that section right there, I would say some of the best road. Uh, on the whole course mm-hmm. as far as smoothness. So you can go fast, yeah. um, but you're going to want to uh, make sure you take what downhill you do get as, at a lighter effort uh, because you're going to be grinding up at times yeah. and it does net up. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably, you're not going to have the same spikes you would have. You want to ride those inclines a little more steady because you're not going to get that real recovery. They're all very gradual. Yeah, so it's it's stuff that will you'll feel like you should be going faster than you are on those rollers. If you get like a cross head as well, it's going to be mentally it can be tough where you know, you'll want to over push it because you feel like you should be going faster. Yeah. So that's where it's a good time to, you know, if you're on heart rate, you know, just be looking at your heart rate. Uh, if you're a power person, Use that to make sure you're not riding ten, you know, percent above that goal number that you're trying to do, um, because it's not like, you know, where you got a rolling up and down where you can push harder on those ups because you're gonna get that recovery on the other side. Yeah, this is one you're gonna want to ride a little more steady, I think. Yeah. So at the bottom, so as you're coming down that that stretch, you're it's gonna kind of finish downhill. Yep. that stretch does yeah and you're it's a fast little section right it's fast because yep. you, and you, you're coming up on basically a farm mm-hmm. and there's usually cows so when you start seeing cows mm-hmm. there's a there's a right turn coming yep 
And so <clears throat> you're, you're coming down pretty fast and there is a, a right turn onto Raleigh LaGrange. Mm -hmm. And so, um, once you get on Raleigh, you know, yeah. it kind of, you get another downhill right there. Yeah. There's another quick downhill and then it rolls a bit more. Yep. Uh, Raleigh LaGrange, uh, all in all is a fairly rolling yeah. road. Yeah, for sure. Like from this spot that you can kind of see mile 36. So from mile 36, essentially till, I mean, essentially till you get to the top of Monterey. Yeah. So 47. So yeah. miles 36 to 47, those, that 11 mile stretch, it's kind of unrelenting roller after roller. Yeah. It's not, it's, it, it's not gradual anymore. It's all, it's all up, it's up and down, up yeah. and down. And some of them are sharp, like sharp, but short. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's, there's very, there's fewer gradual grinds. They're just, they just come and go quick. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot of rhythm on that. <laughs> yeah. On that. It's going to yeah. be a lot of varied effort. Yeah. I would, typically. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, so Raleigh LaGrange, again, relenting, unrelenting rollers, uh, coming in. Um, you're going to have to do your best to find some sort of a rhythm, but, um, you know, just, just keep kind of pressing, um, kind of through that section. Uh, once you, and this is where if in your training, all you're doing is steady state stuff. Yeah. You're going to, it's going to be a big surprise. Like the, these are going to be spikes in power just because the grades are going to be steep enough to where you're not going to be riding it at, you know, a, a zone three, you're going to have pushes into zone four, most yeah. likely. And you may have pushes into, into zone five from a power standpoint. Yeah. So. Don't, I wouldn't pay attention. You can't, you can't trust any of the, the grade profile on this yeah. section at all. No, not at all. Um, because a lot of these rollers probably do, you know, they may cap out at 5%, but they're, they're like, it's short sections that are 5%, but they're definitely not 2%. No, not at all. Um, one one note, uh, John Zinn, our buddy John Zinn chimed in. That turn, like right after you turn off of uh, 194 onto Raleigh, the road's a little cruddy there. Yeah. Um, but you're literally on in farm. And you country, also so. have those that what two two bridges I think down through that bottom section. So you turn off on Raleigh the Grange. You got that That's downhill, right. and then you got some bridges right there. That yeah, pretty rough. Yeah. Once you kind of get into the flatter bottom section there, there are two, yeah, there are two bridges that, that are a little bumpy. Yeah. Right around mile 35 ish, 36. Yeah. The, you know, you could probably take them in arrow bars. Um, yeah. if you're not super confident with the handling and arrow bars, then you probably want to come out of them for those. Yep. <clears throat> um, so where were we? We were, coming up on uh crossing over i'm trying to see here uh crossing over 196 um from raleigh lagrange that that's you know that's still rolling like w once you come you come around the bend you'll you'll that's uh, one of the faster little downhills i would say yeah. on the course is right after you cross this 196 section and oh yeah that's fast little down i mean you can spin out on that little downhill yeah and then it's a steep little uphill right afterwards it doesn't it doesn't even show i mean it really the, the profile map doesn't even do it justice so yeah you cross over 196 and you're gonna fly down this hill yeah and you, this is a spot i would put a spike in because yeah, you're gonna carry short. yeah it's short and if you push that downhill and and put in 10 seconds of hard effort you're going to save 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Yeah. And that, that hill, if you, if you just coast into the bottom of it and then start riding it, it's going to be a difference of, I think you could shorten that hill by 20 seconds at least Easily. by just pushing hard for five or 10 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is we're we are now on a section of road that our, our weekly hammer fest ride goes on yep. so we're very f familiar with where to press and where not to press on this this stretch of road so yeah press you know take the speed into the downhill and just put in a, a little sharp uh effort to get over that because once you're over it too it it kind of nets down it kind of yeah. rolls down again so you have plenty of time to let off and and yep. recover and, and retain speed yep. after that um there is a little bit of a grind uphill once you're getting toward Fisherville Road, I hate that section. Well, I hate it. 
So I don't know why, but that always seems this spot right here where you're kind of coming up the hill, you take a right and then you got that little stair stepper right afterwards. Yeah. That for some reason, I always feel like I should be going five miles an hour faster than what yeah, I'm, so I'm going. When you're coming into that, um, when you're coming into that section, you'll have gone down a little hill. It'll been flat for a little bit, uh, a section. And then, I mean, it's really only like a, maybe a quarter, it's not even a quarter mile, I would say, of gradual up. But then you hit the right turn by the by a church on uh, Fisherville Road. And I think that's where they're going to have one of the aid stations. Did we check that? I know... We had checked, but I forgot now. One of the aid stations... One of the water stations, I'm positive, is going to be on the corner of 196. So that's like six... Is it 16 miles in? Uh, Yeah, right about 16. So 16 miles in, they'll have a, an aid station. And then there was another, I remember, over here by... Uh, on 194 so around mile 30 that's right 30 ish so there then there was another yeah 194 uh it'll probably if i'm if i'm guessing right it'll probably be set up uh there is a they they may not have put the the icon on the right side of the road but there's a school there that they could easily set up uh a good aid station at um hopefully they put it on a slight uphill um so uh let's get back to let's go back to the uh the course down here move the map for me or zoom out okay let's get down to fisherville yeah we were on it so fisherville i would say one of the tougher sections yeah yeah you got that stair stepper to start yeah then you got a fast section but then you got some two harder rollers yeah that are gonna end up sucking some speed out of you even though you got recovery over the top of each one they're they're steep enough long enough that and by this point in the in the race your legs are going to be feeling all those rollers you had on raleigh the grange all the rollers you had on big texas uh those are those are going to hurt some yeah that's right up here on this kind of north side of fisherville yeah, that that section when we do our Hammerfest ride usually gets uh, fairly rowdy toward the end because the end of that northern stretch is the hardest part. Yep. So you go over a couple of rollers. There's, I mean, you will fly down. You'll you'll fly down the rollers, but they are like Brian said, they're steep enough and just long enough to suck your speed mm-hmm. to get over the top of it and then fly down the next one. Mm-hmm. When you get to the end of that stretch, uh, getting toward what is uh, Herb Parsons, kind of going toward Herb Parsons Lake, um, there is kind of a bend. It kind of rides up and then it bends left, basically. And that whole like rise and bend is 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 a speed stealing. Yep, false flat style. It's like yeah. the the hill carries on right there. Even after you get over the bend, yeah, it's false flat. Yeah. But yeah, riding it solo, you know, not being able to draft, yeah. you're, I wouldn't be surprised if you're looking at being in single digit speeds there, you know, for the vast majority of folks Yeah. by the top of that, that second kicker right there. Yeah. But once you get over that false flat section, mm-hmm. it starts to go down and you'll fly. That's you'll, a fast. You'll fly yep. down this hill to the left turn, uh, on the Monterey. And, uh, that one I would say going that direction, turning left, you'll probably want to be a little bit cautious in that turn. It yep. is super fast when you're coming the other direction and turning right because it's almost banked. But going left, I would say now it's off camber. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. The road definitely falls away from you there. Yeah. It's a off camber left turn. So just be a little cautious. You're going to be coming down a lot of speed. Um, and so we're on Monterey. Um, Monterey coming back west. It rolls. It rolls pretty good. Yeah. I mean, um, again, if you know, now we're it like if we do have the wind in our face, it's going to be stealing a little bit of your momentum, a little bit of your speed. So um, just be prepared for some more rollers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, having to grind over a few, and then um, I, you know, we always tell people, and this is a, a huge tip if you're if you gotten to this point with us, um, you have to. Even if you're not pressing hard, you want to press over a hill 
all the way over the hill until you get back up to speed. People's big mistake is that they, they'll put in effort up to the top of the hill and then they're like, oh, yep. I finished the hill. And then, but there's like this huge section where when you get to the top of the hill, your speed completely dies off. And then, and then you decide that you're recovered enough to put pressure back on the pedals. And then you can, then you kind of get back at the speed, like halfway down the hill. Whereas if you just pushed maybe another 10 seconds longer, uh, and allowed yourself to get over the crest of the hill and start the downhill, you would be back at the speed a whole lot faster and you'd save 10, 15 seconds on each each one of these harder hills. Mm -hmm. So press over each one of these rollers, regardless of how hard you're pressing, press all the way over before you let off the gas and start your kind of easier recovery uh, effort. Yeah, we always say the hill is not, the end of the hill is not the top of the hill. The end of the hill is when you're back up to speed. Absolutely. So coming in, let's, we're going to have to kind of move with this a little bit quicker, but Monterey rolls, there's nothing, there's, you know, no, no other way to explain it. Roads, they're shorter. These are all shorter little rollers here. So these are rollers that I would be pushing harder. I wouldn't be settling in quite as much personally. Right. But I like spikes and rests more than steady state until you get to here. So one, yeah. So I would say the, the longest, most difficult hill uh, well, would you say Monterey is harder than the 196 hill? Uh, Monterey's, it's a tough one. It's similar. I, I mean, the, uh, around the here, around here, it's Mount Monterey. It's, yeah. it's one of the bigger, uh, climbs, uh, hills, not climb, yeah. uh, you know, that, that we have in the area. So, um, we ride it a lot, but in comparison to the 196 it's shorter, yeah, but I think a little steeper through the middle. I think this, yeah, the middle gets a little bit steeper than the other. Yeah, and you got the little kicker beforehand, which zaps your speed some. When you get and and this is one of the ones that absolutely positively you cannot let off the gas until you pick up speed because when you get to the the steep the top of the steepest part, the hill is not done. Not at all. It it levels out a little bit, but it keeps grinding up basically all the way to the stop sign to the turn. Yep. So, for many, that will be a small ring hill. Yes. Like you can ride a big ring, but for many, I think you're going to be small ring. Yeah, that's a good on point. On that one. Yeah, so push up Monterey Hill. It kind of goes up and bends, and so you can't actually see the top when yeah. you're at the bottom. Um, but you got to push all the way up over that and get back up to speed because you're going to turn back onto Raleigh LaGrange. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right at mile 47. And right when be... you turn onto Raleigh, it goes slight down, so you'll you'll get your recovery. Yeah. So you got to push all the way up over that Monterey Hill. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's going to be fairly overall fairly easy from mile forty-seven all the way to when you turn onto Houston Levy, which is mile what forty-nine point two. So you got about two miles. That's going to be a, a faster, easier yeah. section. Yeah. So so real quick that that Raleigh section. Coming back in, it does roll a little bit. Uh, there is some, uh, you know, there's some down, there's some roll. Um, when you get, um, I'm trying to think of where the, there there are a couple of like little things in the road to watch out for uh, on that section, but it's more so like once you take the turn off of Raleigh onto um, Houston Hill, when you take the, that turn onto Houston Hill Road, I would say of all the sections of road, that's the worst section of the road. From the end of Raleigh LaGrange to the to Houston Levy is the worst section of road. And you're gonna be going downhill for a lot of that. So personally, I wouldn't unless they pave it. Yeah. Which they might they pave the bottom of it. Yeah, they it's, might. The the bottom of it is brand new pavement. Um, but if they pave the whole thing, it'll be great. But otherwise that is one that, uh, you, you may not want to be an arrow going down the hill because yeah. there is some, uh, there's a lot of kind of bad concrete, it bad be, yeah. blacktop there. I see, yeah. That section. And even like this Raleigh, the grain section too, until you hit like 196, that's all kind of junky concrete too. Yeah. As a reference. Yeah. So yeah, the, the downhill there right after turning off of Raleigh, 
just be careful because you are going to be going down Houston Hill and it yep. is fast. It's very fast. Um, all right. So once you get uh, down Houston Hill safely, safely, yes, you're going to turn north onto Houston Levee, which is going to roll up. And so uh, it's very gradual. Yeah, you could, uh, stronger cyclists may not even notice it, um, depending, especially depending on the wind. But um, you are going to go north on Houston Levee until you come back to uh, Walnut Grove. You're not actually going to go into that gas station. Yeah, you're not actually going to go behind the Taco Bell. Disregard that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once you turn onto Walnut Grove, it's it's pretty much a straight shot back. Yeah. But Walnut Grove does the, rise and fall the start at the of far that, end. The start of that is hard, yeah. Those are... Those are some rollers until you get to, yeah, essentially, what, even past Forest Hill, until you get to kind of the Sangha. Yeah. So it's a couple miles, really. You know, you start at about mile 50.3, and until you hit 52. And just uh, just having been out there yesterday, uh, they are repaving yep. uh, Walnut Grove. Yep. I don't know how far they'll take it, but... Uh, if they do repave that, it'll be nice and fast. Yep. Smooth, smooth pavement. But they are in the process of repaving it. Mm -hmm. But uh, once you're on Wal Walnut Grove, and especially after you get past, uh, once you get up and over Germantown Parkway, mm -hmm. it's it's going to be fast, fast finish pretty much. Yeah, until you turn into the park. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, for for most of you, you're not going to drive it all the way into transition, um, but just you know, cruise it in, you'll have, it's not going to be a part of the course where you're going to have to push really hard. So that's nice to come in to be able to kind of back it off and come into transition with, uh, your legs not loaded up, but, um, yeah, coming back in the park the same way you left and then you're back into, uh, T2. Bam. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's break down this run course and, uh, you know, Luckily, it's two loops, so yeah. we won't really have to go into a, a long detail. But um, it is a two-loop course. You can see there's <laughs> there's a lot happening here. Uh, it does it does wind, yeah. but keep in mind this this run course is entirely uh, inside the park. Yep, you will not have to cross a road. Uh, I mean, anything besides park roads. Yep. I mean, you're it's golden. I mean, it is. And like a spectator right here, sort of in the center of the course, I mean, you can see a person one, two, three, four, five, like six and times. And the finish line's right there. And the finish line all at one spot, really. Yeah. I mean, minimal walking. So so do two loop course, right? So you're going to go out of transition and you're going to take the long loop around the lake. Flat. And the lake is pancake flat. Yep. So that's almost two miles, yep. uh, the first two miles of each loop. So what is it actually? It's like... It's got, I mean, 2.2 is when you make your first real turn. Yeah, so it's not until to the far end of the lake where yeah, you're going right to get... Right here, you get a little hill. Yeah, you're going to get on the park road, and it's going to lift up and over, yeah. uh, and it's really not bad at all. Um, the first notable hill, I would say, is when you take your left turn going up the park road. Um, yeah. That is a, a steep little kicker, but r realistically, once you get to the top of that, Pancake flat again. Flat, yep. So up a small hill, pancake flat, uh, onto uh, this Chickasaw Trail, which is like a really the, the most common path that people are running, walking, biking yeah. in Sheldon Farms. So you're on Chickasaw Trail, pancake flat. You'll go by the buffalo pen. Guy uh, on the buffalo. <laughs> check out the buffalo. Um, the, the, the route around the lake. So everyone's asking about this, like, we're going to have to get on gravel. Like there's a, there's a small section around one of the lakes in the park goes back around the lake. It is flat as a pancake and it is very nice gravel. Yeah. So it, it will likely be a reprieve from being on the blacktop. Yeah. So don't panic about that at all. It is a great section of the course. Yeah. Um, you get around that you're going to, and once you pass that, that's that's kind of where uh, things start to roll yep. a little bit. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> once you're past the, the lake section, the gravel section, it's going to roll up. 
Um, it'll flatten out. I mean, it, it literally, uh, a lot of, a lot of the back part of the course here stays pretty flat up until, um, you get to where the, um, our cross country course, uh, uh, starts their races. So kind of once you get near that, the very like dead center North part of the park, that's where it's really going to start to kind of roll. Yeah, you kind of had a net net uphill, and then it gets yeah pretty rolling. Man, it, uh, it is. I've ran that so many times. I don't even call it net uphill. It is like uh, you barely notice it mm-hmm. um, until you get to this back section. Really, yeah. um, <clears throat> once you get to the back section, it goes downhill pretty steep. It's down and then up, and then it flat and then it's flat again. Yeah. Like it's it's really like one big down and up. Yeah, right in that little S band right there. Yeah, that north part. If you like honestly, online. all of you who are like worried about the hills on the run course, they're they're not they're not long enough or hard enough to really like hurt you. They're they're in my opinion they are a uh, amazing reprieve from having to mod like modulate a very steady effort. Yeah. So you're gonna go down and up. And then it and then it's literally flat as a pancake for for a little bit. Uh, go back go back to the northern part of the park. Yeah. So um, once you get through that and it's flat, you'll come down. You'll cut through the woods. Um, that section is gradual down <clears throat> all the way to the uh, the playground. Yep. So once you see the playground, you're gonna go up up and over a, a little hump. A little I mean, hill. yeah, it's a little kicker hill. Um, and then it'll, it'll go gradual down again. Um, and it's gradual down all the way to, uh, the, like the road you're going to cross. So it's gradual down and then it's flat as a pancake again for a nice stretch. Um, you're going to get close to, you're going to get close to the finish line basically. You'll probably be able to, you'll be able to see the finish line and then it's going to, you're going to cut back onto the path. And then it's going to go pretty sharp down and up. Yep. So that's about mile <laughs> 5.2 if you're listening. Yeah. So at 5.2, you cut back on the trail. It, it drops down pretty sharp and it goes up pretty sharp. Um, and then you're going to do this, this uh, extra little loop in the middle of the park, the dead center of the park. Um, I would say of all of the parts of the course, that's probably the hardest. Just because you're you're like you pop down and it's pretty sharp up the hill itself the sharp up is probably it's probably only fifty to sixty yards long if that like it's not long it's just sharp up so you go up and then it and then it kind of flattens out for a little bit and then once you get around the back of the park there there's gonna be one longer grinder that you're gonna have to kind of go up. But again, once you get up over it, you get to come back down yeah. and it's and it's basically net down to the end of the first loop. Uh, and then basically you're going to jump back on the lake trail and do it all over again. Yeah. Uh, so for those again, I want to I want to make this for those of you who are worried about all the hills on the run course, they are not hard enough or long enough to really put uh, a hurting on you unless you've not prepared at all for the race. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But for, for the most car, for the most part, this is a fast run course, like uh, f- compared to many others that I've seen and raced on. This is a fast run course. Um, I will say on the, uh, on the last loop, when you're coming into the finish, I mean, it's going to be a smoking fast downhill, into the finish. Yeah. Well, there you went too. You went too dark. Too too deep on this on the zoom. <clears throat> so once you once you come down the hill the last time, you're gonna hang a left going in toward the uh, the finish line and the visitor center there. It might be just a slight up to the finish, but at that point you're gonna be so jazzed up you won't even feel it. Because oh. you're, I mean, literally the hill that you come down to to uh, get toward the finish line is gonna be super fast. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, just lean and lift them heels. Yeah, it's Turn like them over. Uh, it's kind of like the finish to to uh, Iron Man Chattanooga. You come down this last come down this last hill, and it, it just comes right into the finish line. So uh, if you're feeling good, you can just blaze it in. And that's that's a great. It's always a good feeling to like, even if you didn't feel great for like most of the run. Yeah. Just having that last like quarter mile or so feel fast. Yeah. And even like per per the. Uh, the little profile here, elevation profile. I mean, it's essentially showing the top part of that inner loop. You know where you where you mentioned you start that kind of faster section down. Yep. I mean, that's mile twelve and a half. Yep. So your last half mile, half mile and change plus, yeah, yeah is is gonna Net be faster. Down. Yeah. On both loops. On both loops, yeah. You know, so ultimately there for thirteen point one miles, there's very little uphill. Mm-hmm. Whole lot of flat. Whole lot of flat. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, if you if you look at when you're finishing loop one, you're you're essentially going from mile five point nine downhill. Then you get on the loop around the lake. Yeah. And that runs all the way till eight point four. So you got what five point nine to eight point four, where it's going to be downhill and flat. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a great run course. Yeah. Um. So other than that. Our uh, our pro tips would be to uh, don't waste your finish line photo. Never, because that's what we do this for. I mean, honestly, I've seen a lot of really shoddy finish line photos, and uh, wipe the snot off. Yeah, clean the snot. Zip put a up. Smile on your face. Zip up. Put a little leap in there or something. Absolutely. Arms up. Arms up. I've I've actually had a couple people. Uh, who went for an awesome finish line photo and like slipped. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> and actually got the slip on. on there we go. Photo. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's pretty much the, the, the course, the city, the park, the course, uh, probably in way more detail than mm-hmm. you, uh, would, would want, but we're going to post, we'll post obviously this episode and the course maps that we mapped out um, I need to remember to go fix that little bike section because for some reason Iron Man doesn't like to actually put out course maps. So Brian took the time to 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 map it out with the changes and all that. So uh, we'll post those on the website. And if you guys have any other questions on the course, uh, don't hesitate to to shoot them over to us. We again we ride these roads every yep. single week. Yep. Uh, we run... if you're in if you're in Memphis, join up with our uh, with our training group. I mean, it's very affordable. Uh, yep. Lots of uh, we're there to answer questions for you via the private Facebook group, and we're going to be getting that in person uh, session going where we're going to go ride the course and actually break it down for you in person where you can get a feel for it all. So, and we're probably going to have a party afterwards. There might be a party. I don't know. Mm. All right. Well, well that's all tea. I got. Bring some sweet tea. Toasty barbecue. <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys hanging out, listening, watching. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Adios.